We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what is up green bay packers fans welcome back to another edition of the pack a day podcast the first victory edition of the pack a day podcast for ross jacob and myself um a lot a lot lighter moods, a lot higher spirits in the room today. Um, I'm your host, Jacob Morley. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Morley. And we actually are not joined by our good pal, Jacob Westendorf, because him and his lovely wife, Frankie, are off bringing life life into this world. Um, so, Ross, we are thrilled uh, that Jacob actually isn't here with us tonight for uh, for that reason, because... Um, he is welcoming in his first son. And Ross, yeah, and if, uh, if anybody any, would any, like to question the commitment level of, of one Jacob Wessendorf, we had to talk him out of being here. And I'm not, this isn't a joke, or I'm not trying to like placate him or say nice things about him just for fun because he's not here. We literally had to tell him that he can't record with us. Yeah, he gave us all these options. He's like, well, I can do it at this time, I can do it at this time. And Ross being the the gentleman and a scholar that he is, um, let me. Uh, I can't say exactly what he said. But it went it went something like, "Get the f out of here, dwarf! Go have a baby or something." Like that. And so yeah. he did. He he took your advice, and he's not here with us tonight. He's having a bit um, for awesome reasons. So we're we're thrilled for him, and uh, we're hoping for the best, and wait and wait and see the the good news and, and the little guy, the newest Packers fan. So. Uh, excited for him, but also, Ross, we're excited that the Packers got a dub. The Packers just got a dub this weekend. And as we were talking on uh, Packer Report TV, it feels good. It just feels good to get a win. Uh, you know, Monday was a ton of fun on Twitter, as I'm sure many of you who partake in those types of activities probably noticed. There was a lot of fun being had at the expense of Bears fans, which is always encouraged on this podcast and uh, just in life in general. So it was a good, good time. But Ross, let's get into the the thick of it here a little bit. You know, the dust, the dust has settled for this uh, for this game. The all twenty two has also settled for this game. Um, a lot of clips out on the interwebs. Um, a lot of time spent watching that all twenty two. And let's let's start. I want to start on the offensive side of the ball, Ross, just because. And, the, and this is, I'm guilty of this as well. The offense 
to me still seemed like it wasn't humming, you know, on all cylinders. And that's wrong. This offense was humming. This offense was looking really good. They had the two really stupid, you know, turnovers, drive killers in the second half. But you look at, uh, there was a chart out today. I, I wish I would have known who made it. It was really neat to see. It basically was talking about every NFL offense and their efficiency through the first two weeks. The Packers offense um, is getting is getting a first down on either first or second down at a higher rate than any other offense in the NFL. And then you include third down, and they're a top five offense in the NFL right now just off of moving the chains just based off of getting first down yardage uh, per drive. So the fact of the matter is Ross is I'm an idiot. This offense is good. No argument. It, it, you know, when, when you, when you really look at it and I think, and, and Ross, can you kind of walk us like, why, why is that? Like, why does it look on the surface? Maybe like this offense isn't looking like we have maybe grown to expect it to look at like, but it's still good. Well, you get stopped on the you, know, you get stopped on the one yard line by the Vikings. Um, you you have AJ Dillon. Um, you have AJ Dillon uh, and and Rogers screw up an exchange. You have Josh Sitton snap or Josh Sitton. Whoo, there's a callback. You have Josh Myers snap the ball on one instead of snap the ball on two, and the 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 snapped ball on one hits Christian Watson in the hip, and and like they they're trying they're trying hey, can, can really. You- can you can you absolve our guy Christian on that play? I think some people still maybe didn't see Rogers himself saying that. Was oh a, yeah, that was no. This has nothing to do with me being an NDSU homer, literally, and it never made sense to me that that would be on the jet receiver. That he's running it like he can't be in control of that unless he's calling the cadence, which isn't what ha- happens. I mean, Myers was supposed to snap the ball on the second hut, if you are or if you will, and he snapped it on the first one. And I guess what? On the first one, Christian Watson was directly behind him. <laughs> that is a problem. I wish Christian just would have caught it and housed it. Just do that. Next <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just freaked out and grabbed it because <laughs> something bad was going to happen otherwise. Yeah. Um, right. But and, and the other thing, too, are, I think, Ross, that you know, this offense is winning in different ways. And they are – you know, they even though they didn't run the ball enough against Minnesota, they ran the ball effectively. And I think they got that on tape. And I made a joke about it today, too. It's just like, man, I bet Stenovich, you know, the off, the old offensive line coach, Adam Stenovich, who is now their OC. I would just imagine the first couple of days of install for this game. He was absolutely pounding the table to run the ball because they ran it so effectively against Minnesota. They all talked about wanting to get Dylan and Jones more involved. And boy, did they ever. Um, I mean, you're probably looking at how this offense is going to operate the majority of the year and things are going to run through 28 and 33, at least until these young wide receivers uh, maybe get their feet under them a little bit more. Um, But man, if, you know, we saw it, Ross, if they can get the, if they can get the ball moving on the ground, things are going to open up for guys like Sammy Watkins, for guys like Randall Cobb, who maybe are a little bit more developed um, intellectually. I guess is a word you could use um, more than these these young receivers who are probably still swimming a little bit, um, just being the young players that they are, which is to be expected. Um, so I think that's probably how this offense just wins uh, moving forward. 
defensively, Ross, I think the after the first drive, Packers Twitter was a scary place. Packers Twitter was I mean, I was I wasn't either. It's, but you know, a lot of it I think is okay, we just got the Packers just got absolutely trounced by the Vikings. Could not seem to seemingly get a stop the entire game, although they only they only gave up two touchdowns, but seemingly could not get a stop the entire game. And here come here comes Justin Fields' forty eight net yard ass marching down the field, and just I mean it was a it could have very well been a statement drive like a lot of Bears fans would have led you to believe like we're the captains now type drive, and then. I mean, then they got nothing after that. So after that first drive, though, man, like it it was everything's on fire on Twitter. People were upset. People were voicing their displeasure with how upset they they were. And to be fair, that was fair. You should have been upset. I'm I'm still upset that they did that, that they've given up two really bad first, you know, opening drive touchdowns. Um, But, Ross, what was your your overall takeaway from this defense after watching them, I mean, really dominate the Bears, you know, defensively. That they have not – well, in I guess in the – where it matters, where it matters in this league, getting after the quarterback and defending the pass, they dominated the game. Yeah, I, I mean, I get all that. Chicago, um, you know, still at 5.6 yards per play. That's a bad offense with a bad quarterback and a bad offensive line. Like, I, I, I'm just – I'm not going to um, jump up and down and be thrilled about what we just watched. Uh, granted, they were somehow only able to run 41 plays, which seems insane why there would be a 25-play discrepancy between the Packers because, and Bears. Because but, they're averaging eight yards a carry and then just stop running the ball for a quarter and right. a half. They still average 6.7 yards a carry with a bad offensive line. And, look, I think David Montgomery is a good player, but I don't think he's prime Adrian Peterson. Like, I I don't know. Um, you know, it's fine. Uh, obviously, the 228 total yards is pretty good. Um, the the, the uh, 22 minutes of possession is, is pretty good, although that also, you know, go, goes a lot towards Green Bay's success running the football and keeping the chains moving. Um, yeah. Uh, mixed feelings because, yeah, I mean, I think I saw 15 pressures on PFF. That's good. Um, three sacks. That's good. Uh, 48 passing yards a lot. That's good. <laughs> you know, a lot of it's a lot of it's good or a lot. 48 net passing yards. You got, you're going to take your seven, hit 70 yard fields of 70 yards minus the lost sack yardage. Um it's it's fine. I, I but I'm not I'm not thrilled. And and so if that's what you're asking, no, I'm not I'm not thrilled. I uh, been absolutely smoked out of the gates from you know talking about um, the opposing team's uh, first 15 plays against your opening defense. Been absolutely brutalized two weeks in a row and uh, not not fitting the run, not tackling. Uh, but they covered their ass off, and so. I, I'll, I'll be very interested to see how they do against Brady next week, and especially if Brady's down a bunch of weapons because he gets really fussy uh, when his passing options are not like Hall of Famers. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, and that's the thing. That that same that same uh, chart that I was talking about earlier with the Packers offense, the Bucks are bottom three. Like they have not been good at moving the chains on offense so far this year. They they have not played well on offense, you know. And that is with that is with uh, Brady's full arsenal of receivers in the first two weeks. They just lost their best one, so it's it will be interesting. I think the thing that we're gonna have to deal with all all week is Tom Brady being the boogeyman, and Packers fans. And really, fan, I mean, it's not just Packers fans with Tom Brady. Just knowing that he's Tom Brady and that sometimes he just figures out a way to beat you. And I, and I oftentimes hope, it's on the back of his skill players and his defense. <laughs> or his, do his skill players wear striped jerseys? And those ones too, but I was trying to. Yes. No, I get what you're saying. Um, so, yeah, you're right. Like, it, it's been bad in Tampa. And we've seen hissy fit Brady. Uh, multiple times this this year, and how sweet would it be to see that once again next week? Um, but to, to back to the to the defense in this particular game, like you are right, Ross. They they need to clean things up in the run game. That was downright embarrassing at times. But in this league, when you say, "Hey, defense," you get three things: you get to you get to you get to pass cover, you get to rush the rush the passer, you get to stop the run. Pick two. Which two are you picking? Yeah, you're I understand. Taking pass rush and you're taking coverage, um, and I just think there's Devondre Campbell's too good. Kenny Clark is too good. Uh, I think Quay Walker is going to figure it out. I just think there's too much talent for them to just get run over like that repeatedly. Um, so we'll see. You know, we will see a lot of issues with tackling as well, and I think some of that, Ross, is just the fact that this defense has played eight quarters. Some of these guys, and that is that is a skill that if you don't use it you lose it right like if yeah, you mentioned that on twitter you know i i'm 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 largely done with arguing about everybody about uh playing playing in the preseason not playing in the preseason but if you go to camp and you watch even the full pads days like these guys are not cracking each other okay they're they're not um it's it's just a different vibe um, than tackling someone who's truly trying to get away from you, <laughs> you know? I mean, who's truly stiff-arming you and, and, and hitting you with spin moves and juking and all of these things and trying to erase angles and all all of that. I mean, it's just – it is different football, period, than preseason. And then the regular season is another step up. Step up. But it's it just is different. Um, than camp. You cannot, and I, I think they just do not, really tackle in practice the way that you even tackle in preseason. And it has to be a shock to the system when you get in the game and you're actually trying to bring folk to the ground. Yeah, and I think I think if you could put some truth serum in Matt LaFleur, he would say he just doesn't care. 
We'll figure it out. Sure. We'll fi- we'll figure it out as <laughs> sure. the season goes on. Like you're seeing us figure it out right now. Yes, it's not bad. We want we take that risk over playing our our starter our preferred starters in the preseason, and we just have faith that these guys will figure it out as the year goes on. And about midway through the year, down the stretch, if we're tackling well, so be it. Um, and you know, but we don't have true serum, and we will not know. But one of the big stories going into this week, Ross, was obviously Elton Jenkins being back out there at right tackle. Uh, Coach Lafleur said. That if he didn't play in this game, they're not, they don't win, which is that's a thing you can say, that's especially when you just that. beat beat an opponent by three by scores. 17, yeah, yeah. So, um, what was your take on on Biggie being back in this lineup? Uh, you know, I think he definitely looked a little bit diminished, and and I don't know if it's a situation where he's never going to you know make it back, but um, he just didn't. A lot of L's, you know, big Biggie's ability is just staying in front of guys like with his feet and staying square. And he had to grab and hold and and tug a little bit <laughs> against, um, especially since he wasn't playing left tackle and, and going up against Quinn. Like he wasn't going up against an elite pass rusher in any way. Um, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, he's not going to get it figured out. I just mean like he I didn't think uh, it was his cleanest game. But like Roger said, it's a success. I mean, he's back from rehab. He's, he's playing. We'll, we'll see if he plays two games in a row. I would assume that he does. But it's a, it's a success. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you still upgrade at two spots, even with that version of Elton Jenkins out there. He's still their best, well, potentially their best option at right And tackle. Royce isn't what everybody wants, but he's better than Jake Hansen. Yeah, and I thought Royce was was fine. Royce, Royce was, was fine at right guard. Was he, is he ever going to be an all-pro? I don't know. Maybe not, probably not, but he, he, like you said, he's certainly better than what they trotted out there last week. And uh, uh, I think last week looking at what they did, the right side of the offensive line was largely a problem. This week out of their 38 or 39, whatever it was, run plays, 23 of them were to the right side of the line of scrimmage. Like they came in there with a plan and said, hey, we really like our right side of the line now with Elton back out there. We're going to ride that. And they did. And I thought everything you just said, Ross, I agree with, especially in pass protection. He did look um, not the same. And and some of that is to be expected because you can't just – I mean, it's, it's tough to just plug and play and be the same guy in the NFL, like especially at a, a position that he wasn't drafted at that we're still projecting a little bit because he hasn't played there a ton. Um, I thought he was – he struggled in pass pro, but I thought he looked really good in the run game. I thought he was moving bodies. I thought he looked like the old Elton that we saw in the run game, just grown man type strength, moving people. So that was exciting. That was fun to see. Um, and you know what, Russ? The, the thing with Elton is, let's say, you know what? Let's say he continues to struggle at right tackle. I think you plug him back into guard. He's an all-pro type player. And you have a guy named Zach Tom just Zach waiting Tom. in the wings, ready to roll at right tackle. And that's still... You could make an argument, Ross, a very good one, I believe. That 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 is still their best five right now, currently, with a healthy Elton. Is Zach Tom at right tackle and Elton Jenkins back at one of the guard positions? Uh, yeah, I mean, if I if they let me do it and they just say, okay, Dave can't play week three, yeah, I would, I would, I would put um, Zach Tom in at right tackle and kick Elton into right guard. Uh, just, but but that has to do with the fact that I think that Zach Tom is like a all rookie team tackle like and i think zach tom is a above average nfl starter and 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 a projected like a like i think he's a pro bowler eventually 
yeah, he's he's shown it. He's he's on that trajectory that we've seen with young offensive linemen in Green Bay before. I mean, the same one that we saw with Bakhtiari when he came in. Uh, same one that we saw with Elton Jenkins. He reminds like, me a lot of Elton, to be honest with you. He he's he he's like a skinnier Elton is kind of yeah. what he reminds me of. Yeah. Um, so that would be that be that be fun. That would be fun. I think you know that's a good problem to have. Um, or, you know, if things, like I said, if things don't work out with Elton that tackle, like we just assume they will. And I still think they will. Like this is, this is very much like, Hey, what if Elton did lose a little bit of juice? Cause I can't, it can't happen. That can't happen when you blow out a knee. Um, you know, maybe he doesn't have the, the required athleticism to play tackle anymore. I think he's still an all pro guard. And I think, uh, Zach Tom is just ready to roll and could potentially be one of those as well. Um, Ross, anything else, anything else that stuck out to you in the game before we get out of here? Very little, very yeah, very little. Um, you know, thought I was a B B B plus performance, and that is almost always good enough to get it done against the Bears at home. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yep, Bears still suck, and the Packers are one and one, and we're we are on to Tampa Bay, uh, where we will watch them take on uh, obviously Tom Brady and a bunch of guys that you probably don't know their names. So uh, <laughs> Tom very, Brady and a very, bunch of guys. Very well could be a win. I would encourage Packers fans to go into that game with some confidence uh, just because they kind of should. They kind of should. Tampa's defense is still solid, but um, I think it'll be a good test. Be a good test all around. You get one stinker, you get the Bears, and now you have a talented Tampa Bay team um, with an all-pro, all-world MVP, you know, GOAT quarterback. So we'll see what he can do with nobodies. Um, But uh, until then, Uh, We'll be back here next Monday, hopefully with good news. Once again, celebrating another victory, moving on to 2-1. But until then, go back up. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.